0: Hello and welcome to JasonNewland.com. My name's Jason Newland. This is Let Me Bore You to Sleep. Please only listen when you can safely close your eyes. Please subscribe to this podcast. You can send a PayPal gift to me if you wish uh, to PayPal.me forward slash Jason Newland. The links on my website, as well as over fifteen hundred free recordings to stream and download. Yay! <sighs> oh. I had a, I don't know if I mentioned this I had a message on my you, my um, website a couple of days ago from a lady well I guess it might be a lady it might be a man it could be a fake profile I, I don't know um, this uh, person said you are fake so telling me that I'm fake um, and I, when I saw that I thought wow how do they know must be someone that I know in real life so you know there was a point in telling me something don't text, don't send me a message about something that I already know about I know I'm fake <laughs> of course I'm fake I'm a fake man. Ba-ba-boom. Yeah. Jason's not my real name. It's not at all. It's Herbert. And, uh, yeah, completely fake. What's fake about me? Let's see. I'm not really overweight. I'm very, very slim. Full of... I've got muscles popping out of me. Popping out of my ears, so many muscles. What other things fake. Well, my voice is fake. I'll do my real voice. This is how I really sound. This is how I sound most of the time. I didn't think it'd be very good for, uh, for uh, relaxation. So yeah, it's uh, I've got a fake voice. So that's that's good now here we come relax your legs relax your bum relax your eyelids go to sleep yeah so that's, that's my um <laughs> so i've got a fake voice what else oh i've got a fake nose i've got a cute little cute little nose in reality not this big thing that i've got in my face it's fake but the reason I is I put a fake nose on just to keep away gold diggers. Yeah, I had enough of people running women, men, women, ostriches running after me with you know, after my money. Of course the ostriches always won. <laughs> because they're faster runners. And that was a fake laugh, of course. Well that was a fake. Laugh. I like that laugh. That's another one I quite like. I have quite a little repertoire of laughter. <laughs> I was watching this. Uh, it was a video. It was um, Conor McGregor, in a, like a pre-fight uh, conversation um, with another MMA fighter, and Conor was saying, "Oh." Something rude, just generally what he comes out with, isn't it? And the other bloke, you see, was going, ha, 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 ha. But no one laughs like that. No one goes, ha, 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 ha. So, this, uh, now that was a fake laugh. I also do fake farts. Like that, that was fake. Never, ever farted, ever. I'm pretending it smells but it it doesn't I'm going to pretend that I need to open a window in a minute but I don't need to at all and uh, I blame it on Andre quite often but of course I don't really have Andre here I made Andre up so that was fake I don't have a ferret so, uh, all the paper on the on the floor with bits of poo on it. Yeah, it's a more disturbing story, really. No ferret involved. What else is fake? Uh, I'm trying to think of all the things I've said. I mean, admittedly, I do, I do admit to lying about stuff and making stuff up and exaggerating... And because that's all part of the fun of these recordings well, oh, I want to do a big shout out to Molly Hi Molly Good day there mate how you doing, Molly and what else I am... Uh... <sighs> <sighs> That, that was a real yawn. Oh, of course, I do fake yawns as well. Of course, that. all my yawns are fake. I've got a fake speech impediment. i pretend to have a little whistle and I. Well, I said a word whistle. Whistle. Whiss, whistle. Sometimes. Sh- I can't do it when I try and do it. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, what other things? do I do? Um, that are fake. Yeah, I pretend to be boring. I am so damn exciting. You wouldn't believe it. I'm th- honestly, I am probably the most exciting person that's ever lived. And uh, so yeah, I fake, I fake being boring. Um, I'm I'm so excited I once I once rode a bicycle all the way to the end of the road and back my friend got a new bicycle and I rode it all the way to the end of the road and all the way back although I couldn't stop well I could stop but the saddle was too high and I fell off because I went to sort of lean down on my left side, which, mind you, I suppose is the way the traffic is. So it would be natural to get off the left side, but there was about, a, well, the drop was too high, and I was at the the gutter of the, you know, so there was a, a a bigger drop. So instead of hitting the the curb, like getting my foot on the curb, I went in the gutter, and I fell off, and I grazed my leg. Now, you try and tell me that that's boring. That is an exciting story. I mean... That's almost... It is almost like breaking a world record, travelling, you know, across the ocean. The fastest flight across the Atlantic. I mean, that's kind of in the same league, isn't it? So, yeah, I've got other things... What other things are i Fake? You like the way I can just keep on one subject? Uh, what other things? Um, <laughs> I la I'm laughing at myself. Anyway, I, I want to say before... Before I go any further... I want to say thank you to my loyal fans and listeners of this and all my other podcasts. Because I know some people would listen to more than... and might listen to this one, but you might also be listening to others. I just want to say thank you. And I do this occasionally, but I like to... I don't say thank you every time because I don't care enough about you to do that. But... <laughs> I do say thank you for listening at, at the end of every recording, actually. Um, but, you know, a kind of a more exaggerated, time-wasting thank you. Uh, use, up, use up a bit of the hour. Because, uh, yeah, I've still got 50 minutes left. What am I going to do? Oh, it's going to be so difficult to talk for an hour. Yeah, that's another thing, A fake, I fake being able to talk for an hour. I can't talk for an hour. I actually do them in 30-second the bites. So I record for 30 seconds, sometimes 10 seconds, and, uh, and I put it all together once I've got an hour's worth of recording. And I actually started making these recordings when I was two months old, that's why I've managed to get three hundred odd. It you know, took a long time, um, and also obviously I had to wait for the internet to be invented. So there was a lot of uh, preparation involved. But talking for a whole hour—that—that—that's impossible. Surely, I don't think I'd like to have a conversation for an hour. I have had them. But generally, mm, especially if I don't get to talk about myself, I prefer a monologue to dialogue, if I'm honest. sometimes, although I like I do like dialogue in films. I'm a big yeah, you know, a big comedy fan, really, I suppose, when it comes to films. Even if it's not a comedy film, which I think is part of the reason why uh, Quentin Tarantino—see, Qu- I whistled then—Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, when he first started out, his the dialogue in his films were quite good. Well, not quite good, very good. You know, very good dialogue, and um, but also. Not real dialogue at the same time because no one talks the way they do in his films but it was interesting dialogue, it was very creative and I kind of think that he only got into movies so he can keep saying the N word in front of uh, black actors I think that's why he's in movies so he can just (laughs) <laughs> he's a ra- he's just a basically is a racist, and he gets to get other uh, get, get to get black people say that word as well in his movies. He pays them lots of money to do it. That's not what I think at all. But it's an interesting idea, isn't it? Remember the um, Seinfeld. Remember Seinfeld and the the tall bloke with the scruffy hair. See, I didn't really watch the show. But I watched it in the late '90s. No, in the late '80s. Uh, a little bit because it used to be on television really late at night, but it was never a popular program in in England. And the only reason is because they didn't show it, and it was on. I used to watch it I remember watching Seinfeld in 1990 and as I said it used to be on really late probably like 11 11 o'clock 12 o'clock something like that and I used to really like it because it was very different from anything else but anyway the tall bloke he he got done a few years back he got in trouble because he went on stage and he started uh, just shouting loads of racist stuff and uh, yeah it's was, it was quite weird because I kind of watched it unfold a little bit on telly, people in this country weren't particularly interested we don't have the same um, it, yeah because it, he's, he's not that, it's a different thing in America, I mean let's face it it's the biggest TV show in America wasn't it for a while, Seinfeld so it was uh, but yeah he he started I think he was just having a really bad gig doing stand up and he started just blurting all this absolute rubbish out um, racist rubbish and he got he got in trouble and Seinfeld went on telly and onto the sort of chat shows, you know, I think maybe Letterman or whoever was around back then and just trying to sort of make excuses for him or, you know. It's weird. It's like, wow. But this is the same thing, though. the Quite a few famous people have got in trouble for saying stuff that maybe they didn't even mean um, or got in trouble uh, for doing stuff so I don't know yeah I don't know if you remember this this is some of these you might not know about because you're in a different country but some things you may know about so there is the what was it Oh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson was um, dating Whoopi Goldberg. And he went to a party with, uh, dressed with blackface, best, you know, he painted his face black. And he went to this, I think it was like a showbiz party or something. Oh, we go in trouble. And. Even dating one of the most famous um, actresses and comedians in the country, Whoopi Goldberg at the time, that wasn't enough to get him out of the trouble, but he'd have got a lot more trouble if he hadn't been dating her, I suppose. Because she kind of backed him up and said, no, he's not, ra- he's not racist, he's just... But isn't it interesting that it, he's gone on and people have forgotten about it? that's why I'm here to remind everyone (laughs) and uh, but that was years ago this was like the 90s probably just after he'd stopped doing Friends maybe before was it Two Men and a Baby or Two Three Men and a Baby because he was in that wasn't he that film and then he sort of Kind of disappeared for a while, didn't he? Or sort of didn't, well, worldwide. I mean, he might have been doing stuff in America, but I don't know in this country. But he's done quite a few things over the last 10 years. I think he's a great actor, so funny. Great comedy actor, especially now he's old, because he's already in his 70s now, I guess, or late 60s. And he's brilliant such a great funny actor um, funnier than what he was in Cheers because he wasn't really the comedy actor in Cheers was he he was a star but he wasn't he wasn't he had funny lines but not as funny as maybe Carla or Woody or, or any of them really um, he was kind of like the cement wasn't he that, put, that held it all together I love Cheers. It's my. It is one of my favourite shows ever. And even the theme, I think, yeah, that the music, the theme tune. You know, I actually thought right, and it's totally true, because when I started watching Cheers, Woody was in it. And I never watched it when um, Coach. Coach was in it before Woody joined. I've seen the episodes with Coach in it since, but I didn't know. You know I didn't know anything about him. And I first started watching it in about 1984, probably maybe 85, 84, when I first got a television, a black and white television in my bedroom. Or oh, ever so happy I was. That was the highlight of my childhood, I'd say. And, you know, do, 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 do. And I actually thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought, that Woody, the barman, was singing the song, the Cheers theme tune. Because the singer sounds like Woody, talking. Talking. It's got the same tone, the same kind of pitch voice as Woody. See, so next time you next time you watch Cheers, and you hear Woody talking, and then you hear the theme tune. But you but you can, well, you might not be able to sort of connect what I'm saying because uh, you might hear it differently, but. Yeah, genuinely thought it was him. Just like Only Fools and Horses, the um, the theme tune for that was actually sung by the person that wrote the show. But I thought because the song it sounded like Rodney, Rodney Trotter, Delboy's Boy's younger brother. I thought Rodney was singing it. and you know maybe the, maybe the reason behind this is because it's not that far fetched that the star of a tv show would be singing a song cuz let's face it the four guy i'm the type of man who never puts him down I do penny yeah that yeah, so he, um, the bionic man, sings that song, doesn't he? And then you've got Minder, TV show Minder. This is an English TV show, but if you're in other, I know a lot of people from other countries watch, uh, listen to this. Really, check out Minder. It's M-I-N-D-E-R brilliant TV show, it's old you know, it's 80s, during the early 80s maybe even late 70s excuse me, but it's so good it's really, really good and Only Fools and Horses again, it's really really funny and it's if you really want to get a taste of Uh, sort of British humour or maybe how British humour used to be Uh, that's kind of quite a good example because it's quite gentle I mean there's some stuff that's used that we, I don't know why I'm laughing but we can't, there's certain words and phrases that we're not allowed to use anymore but, you know, it's, it's a weird one, that, because we're brought up to use those phrases. You know, phrases that teachers were using. Everyone on television was using them. Uh, TV sitcoms were using them. Parents were using those words. Kids at school. It's like, so it wasn't like... None of that stuff was, at the time, racist or homophobic or sexist or... I guess it was, but it wasn't meant in that way. You know what I mean? You probably don't know what I mean, but... 1970s England. I call it 1970s sitcom land. Very dodgy place. (laughs) Very dodgy place to be. It's... But... What I've done is... I've gone online and I've watched... Some of the old racist sitcoms—they were—I mean—they're classed as being they wouldn't be allowed on telly now. And I've gone and watched a couple of episodes, and although they are, there's one called *Mind Your Language*, and it's uh, set inside an evening college, adult college, with people from all nations living in England, um, learning English. So people, and I think what's missed from it, if people look back on it, it's like, oh, it's just a bunch of racist stuff. But actually while watching it, and there is some, you know, it's... The racism wasn't coming from the white people it was only one white person there and it was a teacher the rest was people from all different countries being racist towards each other and so like we're all being anti religion against each others different religious you know situations so what it was really it was very political it's a very political program but at the same time making fun of I don't know it it's hard to know where they were coming from because it seemed very actually intelligent the way they were putting it together but at the same time you had this teacher who's trying to control it all telling them to stop being racist, telling them to stop it so yeah I found that just that's quite interesting there's other stuff there was a TV program I can't talk about racism during this recording but I'm not really I'm just talking about racist telly or things that were classed as racist there was a TV show called um, oh what was it called In Sickness and in Health uh, and it was another one before that. It was two shows basically that had a bloke, a man called Alf Garnett, who was a complete absolute. You'd probably class him as a Tory, like a real right wing, but a racist, fascist, you know, homophobic. Every every single ick there could be. Basically, and he'd go on to rants and he would use all the horrible language that um, extremely that was just it'd never be shown on telly now you wouldn't get to you know just it would be unacceptable to be on telly and it wasn't even on that long ago you know it was on early 90s so it's not that long ago that it was on but it wouldn't be allowed on now because it went on for about twenty odd years, maybe longer, so a whole generation grew up watching that show and it was funny I'm sorry it was one of the most popular TV shows i'm not I'm not sorry i'm not I'm not gonna apologize to other people but there was it was funny on different levels and it was funny because there was this old man being completely ridiculous and he was surrounded by and no one else agreed with him so they would mock him so in the first shows which were in the 60s in black and white I think it had his daughter and his son-in-law and his son-in-law actually married his son-in-law was the father in real life of um, Tony Blair's wife Eh? Eh? It's a bit of a pointless knowledge there. Uh, Sherry Blair. So that was his mum. That was her dad. Uh, so he was also was in some of the... What were those films that he was in? The... Um, <laughs> um, Milkman... Confessions of a... The Confessions films which I loved. Very funny. Um, but they were very adult. So it kind of, it ticked quite a few boxes for me when I was a kid because I was getting to see stuff that I wasn't supposed to see. So I'd, I'd rent them out on video, but they were also really funny as well. Um, sort of titillating and funny, if that makes sense. Kind of like, not as funny as the carry-on films, but in that kind of vein, but without the censorship you um, and yeah. So it was Robin Asquith was in it. He was great. He's really funny. Um, There's confessions of a window cleaner, confessions of a driving instructor, <sighs> confessions of um 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 um. Surely sure something like a discotheque or pop something. I don't know, but definitely window cleaner and driving instructor. And Robin Asquith, I think his brother, was Tony Blair's wife's dad who played the son-in-law of Alf Garnett in Sickness and in Health. I think it was called In Sickness and in Health and it changed to till, till death do us part. Yeah, I think that's what it was. So In Sickness and in Health was the first, but I might, might be wrong with that. Anyway, so he was ranting in the first, when it first came out, he'd be ranting about politics and about race and uh sexuality and stuff but everybody around him like his his daughter his son-in-law and his wife would all be making fun of him so that was funny because they'd be mocking him and pulling apart what he was saying so it was kind of funny because he was just this absolutely idiotic old man although he wasn't that old, I guess, in the 60s, but probably younger than me when he was doing that, but it was an idiotic, pathetic kind of person, full of this crap that just just spewing out, a bit like me really, but without the racist part, um, and just blah, there there, just completely, and everyone was just mocking him and laughing at him, so that was funny. And then there was the third level where people that were racist and homophobic could really enjoy themselves as well by listening to him um, saying what they probably believed in. And the way he presented it was in a funny way as well. So even though he was being racist and all this stuff, he, he delivered it really funnily he'd like be shouting and fuming and spitting and you know, really um, it's very very comedy good comedy but at the same time I don't know it's a lot of it would have been a lot of people that would be watching that that were um, laughing at what he was saying rather than you know, the, kind of the whole thing. Yeah. So um what other people have <laughs> I just thought? that people look blacked up now, but they've done blackface. Um, someone did it recently and got in trouble in England. Who was it? I think Prince Harry did it, didn't he? I know Prince Harry dressed up as a a Hitler or as a Nazi back in, well, probably about 15 years ago. Maybe 20 years ago, actually, because he's about 40 now, isn't he? I don't know if we're allowed to call him Prince Harry anymore, are we? Is he still a prince? The thing is... They say, "Oh, we got. We're going to take your HRH, or uh, oh yeah, His Royal Highness. We're going to take away the HRH from his title." And it makes no difference what the government, what the House of Commons, what the House of Parliament, what the Queen says. He's always going to be known as Prince Harry. Because he was born with that title. He was born into it. Can't take it away, not really. They might take it away as far as not being allowed to have his name and have HRH next to it. But he's Prince Harry. Just like they did that with Princess Diana. They stripped her of her title. You know, you're no longer Princess You've divorced the prince. You're no longer a princess. You'll just go back to being Lady Diana. Or. uh, I think she might have had another title as well. At that point. No. Princess Diana. And she'll always be remembered for that. That's that's not what she's going to be remembered for. But that's what. She'll always be known as. Princess Diana. And she was. Even after the, the. Press and. Uh, I could tell you, s- I'm not talk about that anyway, I'll, t- I'll tell you something, the day Princess Diana um, passed away, I got home, uh, I was staying at my friend's and I was just watching a movie and then I turned the news on after, you know, it's a VHS movie, Is uh, it New Jack City or something that I was watching and suddenly there's, you know, this big news that's on every channel. And I get home about 6 o'clock in the morning, go to the newsagents, and I get a newspaper out. I buy buy one newspaper. And all of the tabloids have got pictures of Diana, I think someone on a speedboat, because she was in France when she was on holiday. And they were basically just slagging her off, calling the names how horrible she was how dirty you know all that stuff seriously and two hours later the headlines were saying what an angel she was and that's you know not many people would have got to see the original headlines the original papers because they were taken off the shelves guaranteed every single paper was taken off and destroyed when the new edition came out you know, maybe an hour later Uh, I wish I still had a copy of that just so I can prove it you know, because I've gone online and there's no again, there was no there was internet back then, wasn't there? there should be a copy of the original edition of The Sun and The Star and The Mail Daily Mail in England, anyway. And let's face it, the royal family and Princess Diana was equally, if not more, famous in other countries. She was adored in America. And I think she's pretty much uh, loved worldwide, actually, because of her kindness. But in this country, they really went to war they went they went for a, in a big, big, big big way and sometimes I even here I've got a friend who says horrible stuff about her. sometimes I just well it's just I wonder where that anger and hatred comes from <laughs> with people I just it's like they also got like and it's like a dark heart. You know, it's like... Where's the love, man? She was lovely. Anyway. So Ted Danson... Who's a, a comedian called Danny Baker... Who... When Prince Harry came out of hospital with the baby, the new baby with, what's her name? Um, Megan, yeah, Megan. And the he posted a picture on Twitter, which was an old picture from, you know, a long, long time ago, where there was... I think two, two people holding hands with a little monkey. That was the picture he posted on Twitter. And uh, welcome, welcome to the world, little Harry's baby, whatever the baby's name is. And that was the big news of the day, that was. He took it off as soon as people started complaining. And he said it wasn't meant in a kind of a racist way. It was just, he was making fun of the... Um, he was making fun of the royalty and something. I can't remember what it was, but... um, He lost his job. He was at a radio show lost his radio show like instantly on Radio 4 or Radio 2 or wherever it was and he was hounded by the by the press really hounded and it's amazing isn't it that a mistake especially when he sort of didn't mean it to in the, the way that it, it looked cost him I mean The bloke's in his 60s. So it's probably not cost his career because he's had a really good career and clearly must be very wealthy. But it cost him his job, which is probably very well paid, and future work as well. And the chances we're not going to see him on telly anymore. It's just, I don't know. Also, it's, if you do stuff... Someone recently it was in the news, and they... He... Yeah, quite a few people have been got in trouble for something they did start 10, 15 years ago, uh, for, or 10 years ago, like posting something on Twitter, maybe eight years ago or something. And then it comes up, and they find it, and the person maybe gets kicked off of a game show or X Factor or Love Island, or um, maybe they're a politician and they get they lose their job. Now that's happening fairly regularly. That's why you know, is if you're going to be want to be a celebrity you got to be squeaky clean or be, be honest right from the start or just be fake like me well, fake yes i do another thing uh, this one uh, actually this is Danny Danny Baker's he used to write for Jonathan Ross And Jonathan Ross is a really big celebrity in England. And for those listening in England, thinking, why am I saying this? We already know that, obviously. It's because for people that are listening outside of England, which is a much larger audience than those that listen in England. Does that make sense? Yeah, so the percentage of people listening in England would probably be about maybe 20 maybe 30%, maybe less. Uh, so, possibly less than that, actually. So there's a, you know, America's the largest audience. Then you've got Australia, Canada, and you've got Ireland. I mean, all the English-speaking countries, but that kind of includes that encompasses every country because there's loads of people that could speak English in other countries. Because uh, I get people from Norway, all different parts of Europe, uh, India, I even had some people from China recently, um, which I was surprised because I thought China had its own internet so they wouldn't have access to this stuff. But... Maybe that's propaganda, maybe it's not real, maybe it's, because you know, I'd love to get any, if I could get into the Chinese audience, huge, huge audience. You know, if I was gonna be a singer, I'd much rather be popular in China than be popular in England, if it was about being successful and you know making money. And because there's so many people, Just popular in China. You, you just, you know, just. When you think we've got sixty million people in this country, this tiny little country of ours, and I don't know if anyone that hasn't, can you hear that in the background? It's Andre. It's not really Andre. It's me just patting on some paper, to pretend now I'm going to pretend to pick Andre up. So I'm going to be making his noises. Can make some noises? You need that... Oh, what's that stink? Have you just done a poo? Have I just picked you up after... <laughs> you? <laughs> I'm just picking you up after you've done a poo. That's grim. I didn't think he did do a poo because he only was at the paper for about two seconds. That was definitely a wee stop, not a poo stop. But... He's been letting off some stinks lately. He's definitely this this pretend ferret that I've got. He's no, not loving that smell of his. You want to get off? Okay, I'm letting you get off. Go away. Um, he has been scratching at the door. That Grendel girl is it Grendel? Yeah the what's her name? She's on the newspaper with a bullet in the head lady um there's, there's, the news is just playing. Grend what's her name? Grunfin? Grunfen, She's uh, the Uh, the what's it environmental girl lady i mean she's late she's sixteen or she's seventeen years old she looks ten she really looks young doesn't she but she 's actually seventeen so she 's an adult so it's kind of but she's there with the other the one that um the other young girl that got shot in I can't believe she survived that she got shot point blank and she survived and now she's she won didn't she win the peace prize or something the um, not the Pulitzer peace prize what's it called the peace prize well it was the peace prize that was created by the person that and invented explosives. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Honestly, the Peace Prize is named after the person that invented dynamite. Look it up, it's true. Would I lie to you? The Peace, let's just say this again, one more time. The Peace Prize. Which is given to people that are supposed to be contributing towards world peace. The Peace Prize is named after the person who invented dynamite. Hmm, let me think about that for a minute. Yeah, hmm, hmm, something don't seem right there. So yeah, it's kind of funny really when you think about it. But then you look at some of the people that have been nominated for the Peace Prize. And some of those have been people that weren't really particularly peaceful you know it's almost a, surely the prize they won it should be changed into the most amount of people that we've managed to kill on foreign ground prize. you know but never mind, never mind. it's all good fun isn't it eh It's all good fun. Uh. anyway what happened is Jonathan Ross had he went on to a radio show with Russell Brand I think it was Russell Brand's radio show and Jonathan Ross was working for the BBC which he has done for well, he did for a long time. He used to work for Channel, yeah. I'm sure he used to be Channel Four to start with. Then he went to the BBC, and now he's on ITV. Anyway, at the time he was earning about t- ten million a year. Uh, apparently, he was some of the biggest television earner in the country. One of the biggest in the world, I suppose, wasn't it? Ten million a year is quite a lot for anyone. I mean, I only I only make about six million, but ten million—that's yeah, six. I can get by on six million, but it's, it's a push, you know. I mean, some people say oh yeah, but it's it's all right for you. You haven't got a you haven't got a queue up to get onto planes because you've got your own jet. I say, yeah, yeah, fair enough. But that fuel is expensive. It costs a lot of money. And they say, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I like, it's not a Beatles song, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love you, yeah, yeah. You know some of the Beatles songs? That's my invisible pretend ferret sneezing annoyingly. Some of the Beatles songs were very silly. That's all I've got to say on that subject. I was I was brought up I'm gonna chuck him out the window in a minute. Will you shut up, Andre, please. Please. Be quiet, please, my baby boy. Well, you do snort that stuff. It's making a it sneeze, isn't it? <coughs> He's sneezing. I don't like it when he sneezes like that. It's very rare. You okay, mate? I hope he hasn't got the coronavirus. have to quarantine you. You said to me. Yeah, you do that anyway. That's him sneeze. He's got such a cute little sneeze, but at the same time, I can catch a cold from him. And then he can catch a cold from me. So if he gets a cold, I could catch. Well, I just said that tonight, but I didn't think it was possible. But you can. I can catch if he sneezes in my face which he likes to do if he can he does he actually, he actually walks up to me and see, he points himself at me and sneezes he might just have some dust in his nose though so I'm just going to rub his nose a bit see if like loosen it that might be all it is the thing is he can't pick his nose can he? that has got to be horrible he can't pick his nose or scratch his bum because he's got those sharp nails imagine not being able to scratch your bum (laughs) that's very rude You said to me no wonder your nostrils are so big daddy if you keep picking your nose all the time those big fat fingers of yours. Oi, stop it. Stop being rude. Stop being rude to me. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. No! Oh, oh, God, that did go in my face. Go away. Oh, that hit me on the chin. A grim. And chin runs with grim. mm. Anyway, Jonathan Ross, and uh, what's his name? Is it Russell Brand? They they phoned up, so uh, probably everybody knows of this TV show, Fawlty Towers. Now, this is not going to be a news story to anyone in England, but in America, you might not have heard about this story. Or maybe other countries. But they basically phoned Manuel, you know, the, uh, from Fawlty Towers, phoned him up and le- kept, left quite a few voicemail messages on his aunt's machine saying what they'd got up to with his granddaughter. And this was a pre recorded show. So the editors let it go out. So I would say it's the editors' uh, fault for allowing it to go out. They should have still got told off, perhaps, but it didn't have to go out to the listeners. So no one needed to listen to it. But after that, I I imagine that would definitely be a pulling into the... uh, to the boss's office and saying look what you did was out of order you better apologise to Manuel because you know he works hard all those years working in that hotel you don't need that crap do you so you know anyway what happened is Jonathan Ross lost his job on the BBC and Russell Brand... Uh, Russell Brand... I think he quit his, t- his radio show. If I remember rightly. But Jonathan Ross got sacked. I think. And... Uh, lost quite a lot of money, I guess. Mind you, if you're earning 10 million a year... See, celebrities... Celebrities get a hard time for earning lots of money. But I don't think it's right. And the reason why and let me explain. Let me explain to you why. Because first of all, if you're now if you're earning a million a year, your tax bracket has gone up by a heck of a lot. Once you earn over was it forty thousand or fifty whatever 42,000 a year in England, the tax rate goes up a huge amount. So, someone on a million a year has been paying out a lot of tax. But before they get to that point, they have probably got an agent you hear in the background running around I'm going to get into little boots some little you know padded boots so it doesn't make so much noise you hear me whistling so it doesn't make so much noise and I want to um, yeah so you've got 25% maybe 20% taken off of your money straight away by your agent so if you're earning a million 20% of that well that's 200 grand isn't it yeah 200 grand 200,000 pound going to someone wow so you got 800 grand and some people say oh 800 grand with still loads of money well true if you got the cost yeah I'm not, not arguing that but then they've got money taken off of them by other people so you've got the booking agents you've got the you got the um yeah you sometimes they've got agents and they've got managers that will take money off of them as well. So they might end up, out of that million, taking home a couple of hundred thousand. Maybe three hundred thousand after tax. Maybe two hundred thousand after tax. Which you could say, well, that's £200,000. it's two hundred thousand pounds. still still more than the thirteen thousand pound I get. Which is fair enough, but... There just seems to be some hostility towards people that are successful. That's a shame because i'm a I'm pretty much a socialist. I don't really thought of myself as a socialist, but I guess i guess I am really Because I'm very much not interested in sort of riches financial wealth, and stuff of course I'm fake because I want to be a billionaire. In fact, I am a billionaire. I'll just pretend not to be. I've never been... It's amazing, being so rich is great. The only benefit I could see for being a billionaire would be all the people you could help. I mean, that be just phenomenal, wouldn't it? If I had a billion dollars or billion pounds, I would not be sitting in an office figuring out how to make my next billion. Guaranteed that would not happen. I would not be sitting in some kind of board boardroom and it's called that for a reason. I would I'd want to be out doing something. Actually actively you know I suppose a bit like Bill Gates he's actually going out and he's devoting his life to his bloody sneeze he's the other side of the flat he's not even in this room and I can hear him sneezing now he's scratching at the front door and all I can the only thing I can do really with him doing that is to lock him in in his cage and I don't want to do that. He's not been in his cage for the best part of a year. Come on then. Come on then. Oh. I pulled him too hard and his nail on his nail. I can't make I can't make him do that if I hurt him, so I don't want to hurt him it does make some funny noises especially when I stand on him which I don't need oh, God, stop it Andre he's literally just started doing this so I'm hoping he's just inhaled something like oh, no, sorry, I, just I think he just banged the microphone sorry if he did I think he might have sniffed something in so he's got a bit of dust in his nostril I hope that's what it is because I don't want him to be getting a cold or anything in fact I'm rubbing his nose so I better wash my hands when I finish there and hopefully the sneezing should get rid of the actually I am rubbing his nose he seems to quite like it so I think he's he's kind of he's blowing out as I'm pushing on his nostrils. So it might be clearing his nostrils out. You gonna push on it? Breathe out. Yeah. Oh that's a good boy. Really weird. I don't thought I'd be like this with a with any animal. Such a weird close relationship with him. It's very strange. <laughs> Money, dude, with my left hand. Oh, dude, that was. Definitely going to wash me. out. Now he's gone to get some water, so he's dipping his face in the water. So he's drinking, so that's probably going to help his throat. So I'm hoping that whatever was in his nose is now out. Because he was, like, breathing, like, breathing the air out when I was holding his nose, nose together. He could breathe, yet he had his <laughs> mouth open. Yeah, hopefully that did it. I am the magic ferret man. The ferret shouter. <sighs> oh. I can't believe there's not enough time to tell you about this. I'll just briefly mention. I've been... Uh, I spent the last few days printing transcripts of my recordings out so I think I've got about 70 done so far of the Let Me Boy To Sleep and I've used up about seven ink cartridges and about over a thousand pages, about 1500 pages 1200 pages so I've got a huge stack on my windowsill and I've been numbering them writing on them so I know what's what as well as stapling bits together so it's it's just the first phrase or phase in the system and well 60 done or 70 done another fourteen hundred and thirty left although I'm not going to be doing all the recordings the only ones I'm probably going to print out would be these ones and the relaxation for stress and anxiety ones maybe some of the Hypno chats and hypnotic buffet ones and the healing words ones because they're kind of similar to the you know sort of talking thing. Um, Hmm. But it's uh, it's a big old process, much bigger than I really gave it credit for it's going to take weeks and weeks and weeks months in fact before they're all printed out and hundreds and hundreds of cartridges ink cartridges which surprised me because I really didn't expect there to be I just didn't expect it to take as much ink as it is so I'm going to have to find a way of getting cheaper ink There's got to be somewhere in town that sells ink cartridges. So I've just got to go online and find somewhere. And just take in the package of the one I've got. And just say, I just need the equivalent of this, but cheap. Instead of paying £12 for one cartridge that lasts for about two hours. And get, you know, hopefully pay maybe 3 or £4. Hopefully, if I can find something. So, yeah. The only thing we're doing that is that printer's noisy. It's like, it's like really. I have to have, if I'm watching telly, or I can't watch telly over it because I have to tell you up too loud but I can watch internet TV and you know stuff like that with my headphones on and it does their oi their oi their the noise cancelling headphones so it does block out the sound of the printer Or earlier I had Alexa playing uh, the radio and the radio was way too loud for me it was just you know it's thought, oh okay can't be doing with this so uh, although I can listen to the radio with my headphones on which I it was just a case of doing the necessary connections yeah man and that's it, really. So I'm just going to continue doing all that. And, uh... Probably tomorrow i do a few hundred more pages. And... I'm thinking of doing... I don't know. Up, up, hmm... Yeah, I suppose I could... If I focus on just these recordings... I'm looking to try and find out... Find some stories and... Some stuff that I've talked about that can be put into a book. Uh, but, you know, we'll see. There's got to be something. When you think, it's over 350 hours of me talking. There's got to be something out of that 350 hours... That's worth... Reading, it's got surely. It's, I mean, just just the odds, you know. It's got it's it's like if you bought three hundred and fifty lottery tickets, you are going to win something. You are not going to win more than three hundred and fifty pound, um, possibly. But you are going to some of those tickets will be winning tickets, even if it's a pound or. Maybe be three pound or five pound or five dollars or whatever but some of them will be winning tickets and out of 350 you probably, you might get 30 or 20 winning tickets say so it might not might not make up the 350 pound you've spent but it's still going to be 20 things that you know so if I can get 20 decent stories or 100 decent stories or little bits out of that then that could make up a nice little book (laughs) possibly it's an experiment but I'm gonna I'm seeing it through seeing it through right to the end yeah so I'm gonna go thank you for listening remember to be kind to yourself you do deserve to be happy and do something nice for yourself if you're still awake and uh, I'll speak to you next time lots of love bye